0: Hi, watch fam. Welcome to my last watch. This is Gunn.
1: And I'm Kaylee. In this show, I've challenged Gunn to trade up a $100 watch into a dream watch, which in this case is a Nomos Campus for Gunn's And on today's episode, we're covering a couple of different things. As I mentioned last episode, we are pre recording a handful of these episodes uh, just so that we have some saved up before our initial launch. But at the time of a recording this episode... We actually just launched our trailer out into the world, (laughs) or we actually publicized that our trailer was out into the world. It is
0: finally out there to the public, and it's pretty exciting news for us. We've actually been working on this project for a few months.
1: Both of us were a bit nervous before launch. Extremely
0: nervous. I think. (laughs) I think like a week into it, we're totally fine, and we're all excited to launch. And then I think a day or two before it, you know, actually. Hit and then we started to get a little bit more anxious and nervous. I think.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're second guessing a lot of things. We're
0: second guessing every decision (laughs) we made. (laughs) Um, But I feel like that's how it is. That's that's always the case with a lot of things. But I think with this one, I'll let you go first, and then I'll.
1: I I mean, I, I think with this one, it's something that we both
0: new territory and, yeah, new, yeah new
1: territory and like you said we've been working on this pretty much since february
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we've kept it under wraps yes actually haven't told any family or friends at the time of this report. i haven't either i don't know it's just a little bit scary telling people you know
0: and then also i don't know how many people around me actually know i'm into watches though that's not something i tell like you know i, I, I all a my clo- watch fan yeah i think so i think like, my close friends know
1: I mean, I don't think anyone knows about your Patina Me Hazy account.
0: No, I don't think so either. I mean, I have uh, like, you know one or two close friends that know about it, but okay. that's about it.
1: Not that we're ashamed of any of this. It's just, I don't know, for some reason it's just kind of nerve-wracking.
0: I might be slightly yourself... ashamed of my watch addiction. No,
1: <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. What I wanted to talk about this episode, and it's something that we had discussed, is even though we're only on episode six and mm. we just released our trailer out into the world, we're kind of feeling like we're at a bit of a, a crossroads in
0: our watch challenge, I would say. We are. I mean, yeah, we're definitely learning that trying to sell or, you know, trying to sell watches, working our way up from a $100 Seiko and eventually landing to a Nomos, it's a lot more challenging than we had expected originally, I have to say.
1: Yeah. So so just to provide some, some context here and I have a lot of notes, so feel free to just interject <laughs> at any okay. time or else I'm going to be talking for a while. I'm the one who came up with this challenge originally, and I've done several creative projects in the past, whether that's like blogs or, I don't know, different like video projects. But with all those projects, you know, I was really excited when they first launched, and eventually they kind of fizzled out over time. Mm-hmm. And kind of on a different note, growing up, I always liked radio. So in Seattle, kind of the two big stations, at least if you're like a teenager, one is 106.1, which is like the top hit station. That we still listen to? Yeah, that we still, still <laughs> listen to every now and then. So growing up, like in the mornings, I'd always listen to the Jack and Bender morning show. When I was in like high school and I was like too cool for <laughs> Kiss 106.1, I uh, transitioned to 107.7 The End. And after school, I'd listen to Church of Laszlo. But then as I got older, I started listening to like NPR and shows like This American Life. So pretty much like I've been listening to radio shows before I even knew really what a podcast was. Mm-hmm. I've always been attracted to this medium. What's nice about listening to a radio show or a podcast is is it really feels like you're just dropping into someone else's conversation.
0: And then you're part of that conversation. You're just, yeah, yeah you're part of that you're conversation. you kind of just like yep. a, a
1: fly on the wall listening in mm-hmm. on the conversation. So I feel like at different points in my life, it's made me feel like less lonely. The feeling mm-hmm. you get from listening in on a radio show or a podcast is totally different than watching like a Netflix show or watching TV. Uh, but But kind of shifting back to creative projects here, like, I knew I wanted to do something, something creative, like a creative project with right. you. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to fall into that same trap of being really excited when first launching a project. Yeah. And then things Not kind of... that
0: momentum. Yeah, yeah. then
1: things kind of fading out. So I was trying to think, like, well, one, like, what would I even talk about? And so I thought of watches, because that's something that you're interested <laughs> in. And I knew, like, if I pitched, hey, let's do, do something together... Regarding watches that you'd probably you'd have me hooked yeah, jump on board. <laughs> yeah. And then I was also thinking, well, you know, we could just talk about watches and that'd be fine. Nothing's wrong with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what's something that could help drive the show in the background? And that's where I came up with this challenge mm-hmm. of let's try to transform a hundred dollar watch into this dream watch. Yes. But I don't think I fully thought out <laughs> this challenge. There's a couple of different
0: I have to say no, it's a great idea. Yeah, I like it. Yes, yeah. the idea itself is very creative and I'm a big fan of. But then like you were about to say I think we're noticing there's definitely challenges that we weren't expecting.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the first one being is as we all probably know like watches do appreciate Yes but they don't necessarily appreciate, like, super fast. No, it
0: takes, yeah, times, a lot of times over years, yeah.
1: Exactly, Especially
0: since I'm collecting vintage pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, a vintage piece isn't going to appreciate, and especially not at the range that I'm purchasing at, uh, the price point, these watches aren't going to appreciate as fast or, you know, in a short term. It's more Mm -hmm. of a long-term investment, I think, with vintage pieces.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. And then just with flipping anything... Whether it's a watch or something else, like to really move ahead, obviously, you kind of have to buy low and so, then sell, yeah. sell for more than what you purchase for. I know in a couple of our previous episodes, we've talked about some instances where we got some good watches at Macy's, mm-hmm. but you know, our strategy can't just be going to any Macy's. All the
0: closing Macy's. So. Yeah, to pick up watches.
1: Yeah. One of the things that, we had thought of and then very, very quickly just dismissed this idea, you know, really the quickest way to reach our goal and probably the easiest way would be to buy limited edition watch drops, like the...
0: To talk more about that, I have yeah. a watch. It was uh, the NASA G-Shop watch that launched and I purchased it, purchased it. And the watch right now, I don't know if it actually sells for this much, but if you were to go online, it's selling for a thousand dollars. When I purchased the watch for 140 bucks,
1: and how long ago was that? And
0: this was probably two years ago, not even okay. two years ago. So, but it was a limited edition drop, and mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to get it. And,
1: and so both of us a- agreed, like right away, that's not something that we want to do.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: yes, I think that could that's, that get would us be to easy. Our goal.
0: <laughs> just look for limited edition drops,
1: exactly. But it just didn't feel right as like a watch collector to try to snag up all these you know, limited edition rare watches and then just... Sell
0: so someone else sells, who wasn't yeah, lucky enough to get... Yeah.
1: Right. That just didn't feel right. And so then it's trying to think of, okay, like, what else could we get watches? I think, like, a dream scenario would be we go to a thrift store, mm-hmm. we go to a vintage watch shop, we go to a <laughs> yard sale, etc., and we just magically come across... Stumble upon. ...this, you know, unique watch. That's possible, but probably not as likely to come up
0: <laughs> i think we should still do those things yes we should mm-hmm. still put in the effort and time because you never know and also it's a lot of, i i actually have fun even though we've been uh, unsuccessful it is mm-hmm. fun just to you know go into a thrift shop and just kind of look around or antique store and who knows one of these days we might lock into you know right. a vintage watch that's of word
1: moving those Stores aside, well, what are the other options? Obviously, finding watches online, mm-hmm. but you're saying that ever since the pandemic, you actually buy most of your watches on or through Instagram.
0: All of my watches, I think, I've purchased post pandemic. Mm-hmm. With the, I mean, except uh, for that, like, yeah, credo drops. Mm-hmm. yeah, within the watch community, they'll post photos of their watches that are for sale. And since I already know these people, so more comfortable purchasing watches from these people within. Instagram that I've, you know, kind of gotten to know over the past year, so to speak.
1: Buying watches off of Instagram, at least from people you, you know, or... You Within know, my through, circle, yeah, yeah <laughs> virtually. <patina lady>. <laughs> exactly, you know, through the patina me hazy account just might be a little bit awkward if, you know, you buy a watch and then a
0: couple months later... I agree with that. Yeah, if yeah. I included that watch in a pro, yeah, right, no, I right. agree.
1: It might be a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when some people sell a watch... Some people might might not really care, mm-hmm. like, what happens to the watch afterwards. Yeah, I, I think, like, unless you say up front, this is one of the patina be easy mm-hmm.
0: folks that you're buying from, like, hey, I'm doing this for, for this project, probably. Would you be fine with me, you know, yeah. using this, you know, while well, you're using your watch towards this project? Other than that <laughs> scenario, it would be a little bit awkward, you know, especially within my circle,
1: Right. The night before we launched, I started worrying about this challenge, <laughs> and I had this idea, okay, well, maybe it's a matter of we sell this first watch, and then we just flip other items in between. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be another watch that you're purchasing in order to reach the Nomos campus. hmm that would be more obtainable, but then yes. it's obviously less watch focused. Even though the starting point is a watch, the mm-hmm. ending point is a watch, but everything. I feel like that might be a different. shortcut,
0: though. Do you, you know what I mean? I feel like that might. I personally, I think sticking with trying to sell uh, a Seiko or for Seiko and then working our way up to an almost is more in theme, and I think that journey we can is still obtainable, and I okay. feel like. You know, like we said, we're sharing with our viewers that we'll probably be talking about a lot of other random things other than this journey. And hopefully we'll be able to pique their interest or, you know, have them join along on this journey.
1: I felt like we were starting to get pretty stressed about this. <laughs> I know I was. Were you stressed about the No, no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was stressed. Yeah. This, like I said, you know, starting, you know, from, I think, a day or two, it was starting to hit home. And then I was like, oh, maybe what what. what If we aren't able to sell these watches or, you know, what if we actually don't end up with the Nomos? But then for me, one of the things you said after the first episode, when I found out it was going to be a podcast, I was a little bit more hesitant just because I wasn't comfortable in my watch knowledge. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you had mentioned that this is also an audio journal for, you know, us and then also our kids. And that way, they'll know how much we appreciate or how much I appreciate in my watches. So they don't turn around and sell these watches when they get them. So I think, you know, that's also another purpose for this project. And so that's another way to think about it.
1: And I know we've mentioned our kids a couple of times throughout right. the show. <laughs> we don't have kids. So... We hope to have kids, though. Um, no, we'll, uh, we'll see. These are like fictional kids. So yeah, just, we do
0: not yeah, care. Should... So
1: just putting that out there. <laughs> Um,
0: we should clarify that actually, you're right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I guess at, at the end of the day, there's no point in doing this unless we're having a good time. So if we are just like stressed out about yeah. making this podcast or doing this challenge, it's really not going to be fu- going to be fun, and we're not going to want to record. I
0: agree. Yeah. yeah, and then also, we I feel like now that we're onto our sixth episode, we should feel more comfortable because I have to admit that I haven't been comfortable in front of the mic. So I've been more hesitant to let my personality show. Mm -hmm. But then I think now, yeah, like you said, we should have more fun with this project. To recap, since
1: we've kind of been (laughs) rambling for a bit, um, we are still interested in pursuing this challenge. We do want to warn, though, that it's likely going to take longer than we thought. So there will be episodes in which we don't really have many updates on the challenge, but we'll, of course, still talk about watches. And then, lastly, we're also just interested in hearing what your feedback is. If there's anyone out there listening, um, yeah, what do you want? Us, yeah, what do you want to hear us talk about? What are your thoughts on the challenge? Now that we've addressed the watch challenge, I think we can move on with the rest of this episode. I was really wanting to do a follow up on the Seiko. It can you remind me of the model?
0: The model that we were talking about was the SKX 13 But the Seiko SKX line was what we're talking about when we're talking about the history and how it got discontinued. So we've done our research and I wanted to do a fact check. So the Seiko SKX, according to my research, was launched in 1996 and discontinued in 2019. So it was around for 23 years or so. But this is what I found on Google. So if anyone else knows anything different, please let us know. But it was over 20 years that the Seiko SKX line was uh, in production.
1: So that had a pretty good run. In the last episode, we talked about how you had given that watch away to J&Z, mm-hmm. who were, um, I think they are in middle school, and they were really into watches. I don't know if you remember, but originally you were actually considering giving away your hodinky
0: watch. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm actually surprised surprise you remember that yes I do remember that because I was contemplating between the swatch the Houdinki swatch and then the SKX yeah
1: and I think I was actually the one that you told did. you don't give yeah. away the Hodinky <laughs> swatch
0: <laughs> yeah
1: In part because I, I think at that time you had really talked about like how excited you were to have gotten that watch because it was Limited, limited edition, yeah. and I don't think I I knew like what else, what other watch you were considering, but I do remember saying like, hey, I don't think you should give away that one.
0: Oh, I thought it was just because you had worn that watch in Hawaii and you had a connection with the watch, and I thought that was why. I didn't know that was the reason why you didn't want.
1: No, I don't oh. think I, I think that watch was still new at the time. Really? Would no, it it'd it been away.
0: really. I thought it had been worn. I thought you wore it on a trip or two. But anyways, no, yeah, I, at the time that was a very, I mean, it still is a special watch, this watch, but, um, probably would have been the better idea to have given away the So in the hindsight, side, <laughs> in
1: hindsight, hindsight you would have, yeah. really? You oh, yeah, the swatch. You would have rather given away the swatch.
0: Well, no, but the thing is, yeah, it would have been smarter, more economical to have given away the swatch, but the SKX, I feel like, for me, it was just making sure that these kids started off their watch journey on the right first step. Because a Swatch is great as well. But then if you're a watch collector, I feel like the SKX, and not, not just the SKX, any Seiko diver, you have to experience once in your lifetime. And so I wanted to make sure that these kids, that was one of the first watches that they started their watch journey with. Because I knew Jay was very interested in watches. Like for a middle school kid to just be infatuated and, you know, to see this speedy and just you know hold on to the crown and just to play with the watch i knew he was a watch geek and so i wanted to make sure that he started off with a seiko diver and that's why i gave it to him so i actually don't regret that decision but yeah for this that's project good. yeah that would have been nice to have and Neither then the Swatch hasn't appreciated as much as we thought it would have <laughs> but, that,
1: but that was a limited edition
0: but they have a few hodinky well, has a few <laughs> limited editions now
1: mm-hmm.
0: a few too many so
1: <laughs> is hodinky just like a watch
0: website like what is it it's a watch publication it's a watch magazine how I got into watches how it started was through Hodinki. a lot of my news that I was getting in the watch industry was all from Hodinkee and they do a really good job of storytelling one of my favorite things that I geeked out on and I literally probably spent like three days and just watched the entire seat uh, episodes was Hodinki is talking watches and it's a YouTube clip of uh, famous people that share their collection and their story and how they got into watches. And I remember the first person I saw was uh, an episode on John Mayer. I didn't, re- I mean, I knew his music, but I wasn't a huge fan of John Mayer, you know, Mayer before I knew that he was a watch collector. And then when I watched the first episode or his episode on Hodinky Talking Watches, it just blew me away how he was, how he described his watches and the connection he had. And for me at this point, I was very early in the collecting stage. Mayor basically says, he's like, oh, Ben Climber asks, do you regret, you know, any of your watch purchases? And he basically just says flat out, I regret my first 10 to 12 purchases. And I remember that really stuck with me because I was so fixated on my speedy and I loved it to death. And I had my SKX at the time and I probably had like maybe one or two other watches. But I remember thinking, damn, like, did I buy the wrong watches? Like, how is you know, like how he's just saying flat out, you know, that your first ten purchases are always going to be wrong. And I've heard multiple people say this, so I remember being really worried, and that's why I think I gravitated towards Seiko. Mm. And I was like, okay, at least if I'm going to be making mistakes, and if I'm right, I'm right, and I love these pieces that I have. But if I'm wrong, at least the damage won't be. You know, that's a good point. And so I think that's, an, I mean, there's other reasons why I fixated towards Seiko's. First of all, I like their case size and then also being an Asian watch brand. That was another reason I wanted to, you know, support a watch because you don't really see a lot of watch houses from Asia. It's all from Swiss. And then also it's an underdog as well. That's what I really enjoyed about this story of Seiko. It's a lot of people look, not look down, but you know, they I just feel
1: like it's a respected brand though.
0: I think Morris, yeah, no, it definitely. It definitely is a respected brand. But then to anyone that doesn't know watches, when they first hear of Seiko, it's just any other brand that you would see. And so I like that underdog mentality, I think, for Seiko. So there's a lot of different moving parts why I was interested in Seiko. But I just recall John Mayer saying <laughs> that the first few watches you purchase, you're always going to regret. So it was very um, refreshing to hear his insight into watches and it kind of elevated my interest in watches. And it wasn't just him. It was Wayco and all these other people I knew of that you sh- hear their stories of how they got into watches and their passion for watches. And that kind of validated, I think, like, because my interest was just now beginning and I was wondering, Hey, should I actually have a collection of more than three or four watches? Is this even necessary? Because a lot of times I noticed that when it comes to clothes, like I wear the same, like I have certain hoodies that I wear and certain things that I wear. And I felt comfortable in that specific item. And then I keep gravitating towards that. So with watches, I didn't know if I only needed one or two watches or if I needed. I think
1: you do only need one or two
0: watches. That's true. That's true. And I could always, I I was a one watch person. I was a two watch person for a long time too. So I know I can do it. But this is not just for me. This is for the kids. For the kids. I don't
1: know. These fictional kids are really costing us a lot. I don't know how I feel about this. And on that note, I think we've hit our recording time. Wow. Wrap it up.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us for our episode six. I know we had a lot on our minds and we just wanted to share that with you. And we would actually. Really appreciate your feedback and really love to hear from you and see what your thoughts are on our journey and then just on this podcast as well.
1: Yeah, feel free to leave a comment on our Instagram and we'll talk to you later.
0: Until next time. Deuces.
1: (laughs) To see some of the watches featured on today's podcast, check out my last watch pod on Instagram. That's my last watch pod, all one word, on Instagram.